This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Um, I am so excited for today's chat. I love talking about landing new business, getting client leads, getting the right clients in the door. Uh, so when you implement the right strategies and you're intentional with how you go about building your pipeline strategically, it works where it fires on all cylinders. And now you have the right kinds of clients in the door. You have clients that are happy to pay your retainer because they know you're the best at what you do. And then you are able to get to that place where you're making enough revenue to be able to build a team, scale your business, and that's where all the magic happens. So we are going to chat about filling your client pipeline and establishing this client pipeline is a key part of growing your agency, increasing revenue, and achieving those crazy kind of hairy, scary goals. We're going to dive in. What even is a client pipeline? So this is the process, the group of prospective clients that are sitting on the sidelines. They're waiting to start working with you when the time comes, or you are building that relationship so that they do want to start working with you when they need your services. And it can be made up of brands who you've been talking with for a few weeks or others that you've just found out about recently. And this process, this pipeline process is where you turn those leads into clients. And it's so important to consistently be working to refill your client pipeline as new clients, potential clients end up converting to clients and come in your agency because this is how we are able to create consistent, predictable, recurring retainer revenue. There are four pillars in my path to profitability. This is what I teach in my agency accelerator. So it's strategy, sales, service, scale. Um, The sales part is building your pipeline. And that's everything from, you know, reaching out, cold calling. It's not beneath you. It's not beneath, beneath any of us. Major accounts are one with cold outreach, I promise. Um, But it's also then getting the right people in the pipeline. And then, you know, part of that pillar on sales is getting on the sales calls, looking out for red flags, um, your proposal deck, all of the things that are necessary to be effective at sales. And that means front loading it with the right kinds of clients so that if you happen to lose a client, and it happens to all of us, you have a tap and you just turn on your tap and you get those leads generated and start to convert some of those to new wins. And the cool thing is the more work you have, you're able to leverage and create case studies and clips and compelling examples of the results you can get for those clients, which is why I love niching down. That's all part of the strategy pillar. So remember, strategy, sales, service, scale. 
So having a strong strategy, what niche you focus on, leveraging the results that you've gotten, and then you know, going on to the sales approach so that those leads are qualified, um, they're a good fit, they fit your niche. So if you do not have a reliable client pipeline set up just yet, now is the time to get on it, okay? So here's how you build an effective client pipeline. And you might not be doing this first step, but it is so important. You have to nail down your ideal client profile. So as an agency owner and a PR professional, you probably already have a vision of the business that you want to run, but it also has to extend to the kinds of clients that you want to serve, the kinds of clients that you will welcome into your um, business, okay? You want to enjoy the work that you're doing you want to enjoy your clients and we know that you can't do that if you're constantly working with clients that don't feel right they're not the right fit and it can also be the way that they interact I just had a client hire someone that got on a call with us we didn't even know he would be on we didn't know what he would be asking but he ripped into us like I'm telling you, in 17 and a half, almost 18 years of running Generation, I have never had such a negative call with a client where, first of all, this guy has never spoken to us. He, the, the client itself is wonderful and sweet and we're struggling with results. And, you know, I've been really candid. These are the angles we're trying. These are the, the pivots we're making. We'd love your input. And he um, sort of attacked me and our team and like, painted me into a corner where it was like a lose-lose situation where no matter how I answered his question, he was going to attack my answer and then show us that that wasn't what they were expecting and it wasn't enough. And, um, you know, I always want to have clients and on a high note. So I offered to work uh, before this guy even started, we're working December for free. And that's totally fine. We're going to let them out of the contract early. And I'm like, we, this is not for lack of trying. Something is amiss here. We have to figure it out. And this person who never talked to me, spoke to me, my team, anything, just continued to attack us. And at one point he said, I feel bamboozled. I was like, that feels like you're accusing us of being a scam. And that's not at all who we are. And that's a misrepresentation. Um, it didn't get as far as attacking my team. I can handle it. I don't care. The guy doesn't know me. I know that we are putting in the good work. We're doing everything possible. Sometimes products, it's just there's a number of reasons. You know, I've confidently feel that we've all done all the right things. But when he started attacking me, you know, I had to like draw the line at him going to my team and laying into my team. Um, I would not allow him to get to that place. And so I quickly got it to a place where we could just take it offline, give him a recap. And we have decided that, you know, we're going to finish off strong, but I will not get back on the phone and talk to that person. And we're happily going to move on from this client now that this person is there. My whole point being, 
you get to decide who you want to work with and what is their personality like. You know, think about the types of people in your niche and the niche that you're drawn to and who would be drawn to that as well. And who do you want to work with long term? What are their personalities like? What's the culture like at their company? You know, the culture of this company was like awesome until this person got there. And some of their key people who were very smart, very sharp, very in the know, very with it, they're gone. And I'm sorry, like when you know your worth and you see a client is not treating you the way you deserve, nobody deserves to be treated horribly or to be called a scam and say that you're being bamboozled, like bamboozled, like who the frick uses the word bamboozled? So part of this filling the client pipeline is nailing down your ideal client, you know, working with clients you love and the types of companies, brands, but also the people and thinking about the culture, their personalities, reflect on past experiences with clients that weren't the right fit, you know, and think about what didn't gel. Think about the kinds of clients that you want to work with, both the niches, the types of companies, size of companies, but also the leadership, your point of contact. Can you get along with them? So part of this is making an ideal client profile. And I promise when you set compatibility in the way that you work as a priority for you with clients, you'll know what to look for and you'll instantly be able to say no. Like if you have that period of time during the sales process where you're doing the, you know, there's all these red flags and you're just like, what is going on with this company? They're a hot mess. That's a no. That's like, it doesn't match your client profile. They're, you know, incompatible. So, um, nail down your ideal client profile and then you want to cast your um, net far and wide to your network and, you know, think about your team and their connections. You can leverage your team's connections so that you can expand your network and help find the right clients. So if you have team members who are transitioning to PR um, after starting their careers in another industry, they may have a wide network of people that you can be connected to seamlessly so that you're able to kind of expand your outreach and cast a wider net. You're going to be able to contact more people than you normally would have if you just went through your own contact list. Um, the personal connection to that contact will form a really strong referral there's also, I mean, do not hesitate to reach out to your own network, both your professional network and your personal contacts. And I have found that the biggest referral source for us to the best clients, the most qualified leads, the highest retainers, the most aligned with the kind of work we do always come from old clients. So they either move to a new company and they want to bring along with them the, the contractors, the team members who made them look good at their last role, or they expand kind of outward and get into like bigger roles and have contacts all over the place. And if you just reach out and tell them what you're looking for, they'll connect you with somebody in their network if you ask them specifically for an introduction.
that is the best source of referrals. But also think about your team and if they have a network that has been aligned from a past career or a past role at a company where you can tap into their network as well. Um, and that is just a really great, strong, solid, strong referral source. And if you need a new client or two at your agency, ask your team to reach out to their network and um, you know, want to make sure that your team is aware of your ideal client and they should only reach out to the contacts who align with your agency's niche, and this is important, your core values. And that's a pretty clear you know, yes or no when you start to see um, you know, how a company, how its leadership operates. Are they aligned with your core values? You know, if, if you get the sense they're not, then it's an easy no. So that's one. You nail down your ideal client profile to cast your net, your net far and wide to your network and beyond. And three, you're going to protect your reputation in your industry. This is word of mouth, and it is one of the biggest ways new clients are going to enter your pipeline. And if word on the street is that your agency isn't the greatest to work with, the pipeline will stay empty. If you have examples where things were not communicated well, or you like, you know, told the clients you promised the sun, moon, and stars, and it was like you over promised and under delivered, there are concrete examples of you not doing the greatest job or being difficult to work with or whatever, and your pipeline will stay empty. But what I try to do, even in a situation where things do not work out because whatever reason, we're always candid, we always take responsibility. If a client has a budget challenge and they need out of their contract, I am not going to fight tooth and nail to get every cent that I'm owed only for the work that I've done, not for like future work. You know, I'm going to be like, you know what? We get it. We're a partner to you. We always want everyone to have a positive experience working with us um, or at least know that we're ethical. We're, we, we're partners to them. We're an extension of their team. We have their best interests. Their wins are our wins, you know. Um, then they go out into the world and they're like, you know, for whatever reason, ours wasn't awesome, but we have a sense why, but we would recommend working with them because they were great. And I just, a couple months back, we ended a relationship like that where literally the client said, we know you tried everything. We trust your expertise. We know you left nothing on the table and it just didn't work out. And thanks for letting us out of our contract early. And we would definitely recommend you. Um, you know, so that's what I always want for me, for you. So you have to protect your reputation. Make sure you are always sticking with your promises, you're meeting clients' realistic expectations, and that you also take accountability in your agency. You have to um, be accountable as the agency owner, support your team, make sure that they feel like you're not throwing them under the bus. If we have a, a team member that gets an amazing win and I'm the one that shares it, I always say, you know, great job, Sarah. This was amazing. Like, we love this feature so much. Um, always giving credit where credit is due with my team, but also with clients, take accountability. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you're going to show up somewhere on at a certain time, get there five minutes early. Like, do not... 
ever be the one that is causing problems or being unreliable. Um, you should also always strive to maintain relationships with clients, uh, maintain strong relationships, um, even if things are not going according to plan. You want to have a good reputation with the one person in your industry, and that can turn into tons of opportunities down the road. You know, just even working with a company and moving on and somebody in a leadership role goes to another company and they're like, hey, I have all these great opportunities for you at this new company. And they're able to say, I worked with them before and they're reliable. They get results. They're a pleasure to work with. All of that is really important. The other thing is keep your pipeline clear and organized. There is nothing worse than losing a possible client because you lost track of the communication. You let the um, conversation drop off. You didn't follow up. You know, we're comms professionals. So personal connections are everything. And that sort of lapse in a relationship can affect your ability to land that client down the road. You have to be a reliable communicator. You have to follow up and stay on top of things. Um, you know, you can have a system in your agency that you can implement for keeping track of your client leads. It's like a CRM and it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to have a software. You can just have like a Google sheet, a Google yeah sheet, um, like Excel that your team can all add to it and keeping track of like where you are in the process. You can kind of, a Trello board is really good for this too, or Asana, you can move them through the pipeline and have different stages and remind yourself to check in. So what it looks like is up to you, but you want to reflect on what you're doing now. What is your current pipeline protocol and assess any weak spots? How can you improve it? Are you dropping the ball? Are you not following up in a timely manner? Are your emails missing a personal touch? You know, what is it that is maybe, you know, it's just fine tuning the process to make it more, make it more reliable, make it convert better. Um, you know, maybe looking back on those clients you were able to land and see what was right about it. Was it the timing? Was it the um, checking in? You know, sometimes I'll even keep track of um, clients, potential clients, like part of the conversation we had. Do we talk about an upcoming trip? And then say, you know, how was your trip to Yosemite? Did you get to do Miss Trail? Did you hike Miss Trail? Did you guys get soaked like we did, like following up in a personal way? So you just make a little note, you know, like follow up on that um, and just keep top of mind. Um, in the Agency Accelerator, we also teach or we share other strategies and things to keep in mind and ways and times to follow up so that you are going to be top of mind when they're making that decision. Um, and then finally, say no. So I know it seems counterintuitive, but saying no to clients is a huge part of building an effective pipeline. And this is easy, like I said before, when you create a client profile of how you want to feel working with them, um, do their values align with yours, are they squarely in the niche you want to work in, if they don't align with your niche, your values, or you just think your spidey senses are like, doo, 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 doo. those red flags 
you're seeing them, you're not ignoring them, and you're like, they're going to be a pain in the ass to work with, then those clients are just taking up space in your pipeline and ditch them. You can say no. Just because you offer a service and somebody comes to you wanting that service does not mean you have to say yes and work with them. Um, you know, have some process where you're able to say, mm, it's not a good fit. Um, you can tuck and roll out of that conversation if they come back to you like, hey, we're ready. And you're like, oh, you know, um, sometimes we'll say it's a conflict with the current client or we are no longer accepting new clients at this time, but let me refer, you know, you know, to somebody and go to our network and, you know, offer somebody that, you know, the chance to pounce on that lead. That's not a fit for you and keep your efforts fine tuned to clients that are going to check all of your boxes. You know, just keep that in mind. Not everyone gets to work with you. When you say no to what does not serve you, you are freeing up space and putting out into the universe what you do want to receive, the kinds of clients that you want to work with that truly light you up, that inspire you, that make you feel so proud of the work you're doing. And that's why no is one of the po most powerful ways that you can strategically build your business. Do not let clients in the door that you know are going to suck the life out of you and be confident to say, nope, just not a fit, not taking new clients, you're a conflict, too bad, so sad, <laughs> bye. Anyway, so that's what I have for you today. So we have the five steps, nail down your ideal client profile, cast your network as far and wide as your net into your network as far and wide as possible protect your reputation in the industry, be reliable, be responsible. It is shocking how many people in our industry are flakes. It is very easy to stand out as somebody who is a person of their word and very responsible. Be that person. Super easy. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Now you rise to the top because everyone else is a colossal flake. Um, so you're protecting your reputation and you are going to keep your pipeline clear and organized. Whatever your system is, you know, do an audit, uh, get a process in place. We do have a, a client lead gen pipeline process in the agency accelerator. Um, and also say no. If it's just not a fit, it is a clear no. And, you know, once you've got clients in the pipeline, you have to develop killer strategies to get them the results they want. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Bye guys. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. 
with relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.